1: Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's an absolute honor. Every single time I get to talk to country music superstar and the owner of the Redneck Riviera, it is John Rich. John, how are you? Good to see you.
2: Hey, Joe. I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me back on.
1: Love your music. Earth to God is out there now. Go check it out on YouTube. Progress. It's what? It's put your progress where the sun don't shine. That's what it is, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, Joe. Why don't you stick your progress where the sun don't shine? Yeah, that was, that was the last one I put out. It, it actually stayed number one on iTunes for two weeks. Pretty crazy.
1: And for good reason. And I, I love the, the imagery in it. It's just all America. And and again, you've got your smoking the Bandit uh, Trans Am in that too, right?
2: Yeah, I've had that car a long
1: time. I had, had to put it in the video. That that song,
2: uh, you know, all the things that are happening in our country, a lot of them are under the guise of the word progress. i like, well, I don't know what they're progressing toward, but I would not call that progress as far as what I call progress. So I yeah. thought there was some irony in that. And if that's what they ca- call progress, well... Uh, with all due respect, stick it where the sun don't shine, which is a nice country way of saying, you know what, you know what, Joe. <laughs> without without getting vulgar with him, that was a good way. Of it. it was funny, but also uh, poignant.
1: Well, I live in Texas, and uh, I've been here now 18 years, but before coming to Texas, when I first got here, somebody said, bless your heart, and I thought they were being nice. No, bless your heart is not a nice thing. That said, oh boy, I don't want to say the curse words, they're going to be nice here in Texas in the South. <laughs> bless your heart, Mr. Pags, and then, then I ended up being a Texan, and they accepted me. Let, let's talk about the Bud Light moment. Last time I had John at the Redneck Riviera, you had to actually send back the Bud Light. Are they ever going to recover from this? They seem to think uh, connecting Bud Light with football or pretty girls again is going to fix it. Is it?
2: I mean, it's. I can tell you Redneck Riviera, that's my bar. Uh, I didn't do the Kid Rock thing. You know, Kid Rock took his out and shot it up full of holes. Yes. And I said, yeah, I don't want to do that. Uh, let's let the customers decide. I'm curious if they're still going to buy it. So I told my general manager, just leave it where it's at and see what happens. And after about seven or eight days, we had sold zero Bud Lights. And up to that point, Bud Light was number one. I mean, something? it was far and away number one. And so once we couldn't sell it, yeah, I called the distributor and I said, you got to come pick them up. It was 118 cases of Bud Light we were sitting on. I think that that drinking a Bud Light now uh, is, is kind of like it's a qualifier to whoever it is drinking it. You know, yeah. uh, It's even become a joke. Like some people say, oh, yeah, uh, you look like you need a Bud Light. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly, and they laugh at it. So they really hurt themselves, and it it, it sucks because there's so many people, tens of thousands of people that work for Anheuser Busch that 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 they they transport Bud Light, they bottle right. Bud Light, they market Bud Light, and a lot of those people have lost their jobs because the sales have cratered so bad. And those people didn't do anything wrong, but it's a lesson learned that hey, if you're going to bring in people in places of authority in your company that have radical, crazy ideologies and are gonna try to thrust it on the American people, well, you're you're gambling, you're gambling because the consumer is king at the end of the day.
1: And they lost the gamble. What's interesting to me, and I think that you agree with this, but let me know if you don't. Um, The CEO of of Budweiser has come out, or of Bud Light, he's come out, they put that woman on sabbatical, who I don't think she works for the company anymore, that made the decision to do this campaign with uh, with, uh, Dylan Mulvaney. They still haven't apologized. All they have to do, in my opinion, is to say, you know what? We really screwed up big time. We're so sorry. We should use our brains, not ever get into any political or social issues. Let's just bring you a great beer. I think that might have gone uh, uh, about 10 miles with them. But 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 those who used to drink Bud Light have not yet heard the words, we're really sorry we did that.
2: Well, what would happen to Bud Light if they said that? Okay, well, they'd so be attacked if, by the left, but but
1: people might drink yeah. it again, No.
2: I don't know, man. I mean, okay. at this point, it's it's like a tattoo. I mean, that is that is the biggest, most, that's the biggest black eye that sticks that I think yes. I've ever seen in corporate America. Target's running a close second. I mean, there's people, we just drive right past the Target. We're not going in there, you know? So uh, I think the big companies are starting to learn. Look at Disney. I mean, yes. you go down to Disney, people aren't taking their kids to Disney like they used to. And I think what they're learning is, hey, we have had enough. I don't care if you're right or left. Leave my kids alone. The thing with Dylan Mulvaney was not that just Dylan Mulvaney is trans and this and that. If you go look at, at these videos Dylan's doing, dressed up like a little eight-year-old girl yeah, and dancing around and marketing the imaging to other kids. Not other kids, not a kid, but marketing it to kids. Yes. And you go, I uh, don't think so. No, you can live your life however you want to, but you don't get to market to my kids like that. And so when you you, you bring that person that's got that history of marketing like that to a, a beer can or anything else, people are going, yeah, nope, I've got, I've got my bucks. I can buy a different beer. We've seen uh, uh, Yingling, for instance, at Redneck Riviera has just gone through the roof, man. I mean, everybody's drinking Yingling now.
1: Yingling. I've never even heard of it. I'm not a beer guy, but Yingling yeah. with, with a Y?
2: Yeah, Yingling. So uh, it's the <laughs> oldest American beer company. Wow. So it dates back to their, I think, early 1800s, something like that. It's up in the Northeast, up in Massachusetts. And those people just make really good beer. And it's an American product. And at uh, my bar, anyway, they're like, man, give me a Yingling. And so, uh, awesome. Yeah. So people are finding other ways to spend their
1: money. When it comes to Dylan Mulvaney, I don't want to give him too much attention. When it comes to this, to, to this guy, he's literally just making fun of girls and women. I've got five daughters. I've got a wife. I've got a mother and three sisters. And when I look at this, I'm thinking, he doesn't need a sports bra. That's kind of stupid. Oil of Olay, I don't get it. Bud Light yeah. is your beer. So uh, he's making fun of women. You're a business owner. You're a huge, successful you know, singer, songwriter. Why do you think anybody would ever have made the decision to pretend this is really a woman and that this person will sell some product? Well, isn't the left
2: the ones that are always yelling about appropriation of culture? Yes.
1: Absolutely. Okay, if you
2: wear the wrong Halloween outfit, they're going to say you're appro- If you wear a sombrero, they're going to go, you're appropriating Hispanic culture. Or if you do this, you're appropriating this, and they get all up in arms about it. Yep. Well, what about appropriating uh, a female? What about yes. appropriating? It's what you go live your life how you want to. We're not going to stop you from living your life how you want to. You're an American. Go do it. But When you step in, it's like in in women's sports. When you you have girls spent their whole life getting great at that sport, they probably had every bruise and broken bone you can imagine to get to where they are, only to have a male come in and take it away from them. Well, that's that's appropriation on the highest level, but nobody yells about that. So I think at the end of the day, Americans find themselves very aggravated that, that these things go on and they don't know what else to do other than to push back with how they spend their money. And as as you know and I know, the, the backbreaker for any company, whether it's Disney, Bud Light, Target, and so on and so forth, it's that bottom line. It's those dollars at the end of the day. And uh, the American people, a lot more than just the right, all kinds of people have had enough.
1: It is a John Rich, singer, songwriter. Go to johnrich.com. Also go to redneckriviera.com. Uh, it's just so wonderful to have you on. I've got to talk about music specifically, but, but before I do that, you mentioned Disney. And I appreciate that. I grew up in South Florida. My dad was a blue-collar guy. My mom worked as a receptionist somewhere, two, two parents, a household, both of them out there working to try to raise their kids. And once a year, they scraped uh, together enough money to go up to Orlando. I grew up in the Palm Beach County area, and we go up there and we enjoy the hell out of it. We never thought about politics, never thought about social justice. I didn't care what your sexuality was. I wanted to go see Goofy. I wanted to go and see, you know, Mickey Mouse. How do you? How on earth could you possibly take a brand that's been built for hundred plus years? and ruin it in a matter of about two years, just by forcing 50% of the characters in our animated series have to be gay or trans or, or non-binary. How do you possibly do that and not think it's gonna, it's gonna harm the guy like my dad who is saving money all year just to take his family on a trip?
2: Uh, I mean, you're asking a very obvious question. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you know th- throughout history, we've always had gay people. We've always had trans people. I mean, he's been around forever. and live and let live you know go do your thing and I'll do mine and that's it when they started though marketing to children and targeting places that kids go like Disney um, that's when it it gets uh, it starts to step across a line that that parents are not comfortable with that you know it's same thing in schools I mean some of the books that are in the schools are absolute hardcore propaganda with horrific visuals matter of fact if you read some of those books on a radio station, the FCC would kick you off the airwaves. If you, showed the, if you showed the images from those books on a television station, the FCC would kick you off the television uh, signal. Uh, so that's how far over the edge they've gone. And again, I think Americans, regardless of their political background, if you're a mom or a dad, you want to teach your kids what you want your kids to learn. It's not up to the government. It's not up to Disney. It's not up to the politicians. It's up to the mom and up to the dad. And and again, these are with people that I, I disagree with a lot of them on everything, but you're the mom, you're the dad, you get to call it. And when uh, corporations and governments start to try to take that away from parents, they've got a fight on their hands.
1: Imagine not understanding your, your customer base. Because again, there, there were people that were saving up to go to Disney World that will go somewhere else now. They'll go to Dollywood yeah. or something. They'll, they'll go somewhere else. They'll go to the Redneck Riviera. Um, yeah. why, why would you ever save your money and, and get in the car and go there, knowing that there is a percentage of those running the company that hate you and hate your value system? That's what blows my mind. It's John Rich, go to JohnRich.com. I've got to talk about Jason Aldean's song. You're a, you're a songwriter. When you write a song, do you think to yourself, "Oh, that might come off racist," or that that might come off that that might uh, that might shudder some people in their boots? I mean, I know that you don't because I know I know the song Progress. But um, when you write this song, do you have to keep that in mind or do you just write it from your heart and your soul and you let it you let it flow the way it flows well being an artist is different than being a singer okay
2: you know a singer uh just goes out and tries to sing great songs an artist a lot of times what what makes that i mean that word itself uh, art is supposed to be non-redundant it's supposed to be a true expression it's supposed to be you know, people say about certain paintings or certain poems. while wow, that makes you feel uncomfortable or you feel something when you look at this painting or you read this poem or you see this image. That's art. and It's not for everybody. But yes. the song Jason Aldean put out, you're really hard pressed to find anything in there that could be construed as racism. I-, I listened to it 50 times in a row and I thought about it more and I went, well, let's let's think about what he's saying. Is there truth to what he is saying? So, Joe. Can you think of any small town in America that Antifa has targeted and burned to the ground?
1: Nope.
2: Well, why is that, Joe? Why is
1: that? Because we won't take it. I live in a small town in Texas. We would not take it. They know that we've got guns. They know that we'll protect our families and our neighborhoods, and we won't take it. So you're absolutely right. It's a a great question.
2: Yeah, and that's what the song is about. They're like, okay, you can... You can sucker punch old ladies and you can burn the American flag and you can spit in the face of the cops and you can break all the windows and burn everything down in these big towns. But come on out here uh, in the smaller towns in the U.S. where we all know each other. We support our police. We protect our families and try it out here. Even Antifa is not stupid enough to do that. And they're not necessarily the sharpest knife in the drawer. You know, they're not even dumb enough to do that. So the song is actually true. And I think that's why the left freaked out on it so hard as they understand. Yeah. The only place that these, these violence, these mass violent things happen uh, are in these blue cities that are run by people who actually agree with the people who are burning down the buildings. That's why they don't throw them in jail. That's why they bond out. I mean, Kamala Harris herself was part of setting up a, a, a bailout program for people that were destroying towns and killing cops and all kinds of terrible things. So the song says, try that in a small town and see if you get a different result. The answer is you would, and that's why they don't try it in small towns.
1: I'm yet to see an American loving, um, family loving, values oriented black person complain about the song. It's all white liberals. They're all guilty. All white liberals are gonna tell you that this is racist because they say so. But as you said, when you break down the words, you don't want somebody to put a gun in the face of a, somebody running a liquor store or, or you know, carjack grandma. And, and when you say that, and then you say it's racist, Aren't those who are saying that it's racism the actual racists? Because I don't consider those things characteristics of black people. Do you? No. I mean, it, here's what I think is
2: something that's actually racist, making it impossible for people who live in low-income neighborhoods around this country to own a firearm. Yes. I mean, so you've got Chicago, who, by the way, has one of the strongest uh, red flag laws in the world. Has a red flag law stopped anybody in, in Chicago? No. No. Yep. You can't own a gun in Chicago or New York City or Los Angeles. So what about all the regular hardworking people that live in those neighborhoods that have crime all over the place? All the bad guys have a gun, but the good law abiding people can't get one. If they do, they're probably going to get arrested for owning it. I mean, what is that? That that's actual racism, whether it's a, a predominantly black neighborhood, Hispanic neighborhood, whatever. People that are struggling and try, trying to make it through this world are not allowed to defend themselves.
1: It's pretty sick, and the Constitution says they can. This obviously takes us back to the old Democrat Party with the KKK and segregation and and uh, lynching and Jim Crow. They didn't want black people to have the right to the Second Amendment. They didn't want to grandfather them in. So the idea that you can't protect yourself in Chicago or you can't protect yourself in New York, and then the establishment won't protect you either. John, unfortunately, in two days, we're going to have another 40 or 50 shootings in Chicago. We see the stories every single weekend. So how do we solve it? Is this the musical Bud Light moment to where a lot of people in a lot of these neighborhoods wake up and go hold on a second you're acting like we're all these bad guys and he's singing about us no no he's singing about you that allows this in large cities I think you make a great point yeah I mean all you got to do is look and see what that
2: song is right now it's number one and it ain't right. going anywhere I mean I'm glad I don't have a new song out right now because it would be I <laughs> would be number two uh, at best it's so I mean he's dominating with that song and um Listen, I know him personally. I've written four big songs for Jason Aldean, four gigantic hits for him. I knew him when he first came to town before he had a record deal. This guy, he loves his family. He loves his country. He's done it the hard way. He's built an incredible career from the ground up. He comes from a little place in Georgia. Nothing going on. He just went after it, and he got it done. And so when he sees uh, people being brutalized and getting away with it, that bothers him. bothers me, too. I don't like seeing people get brutalized. I don't like seeing people being able to to go without penalty or repercussion through cities and just destroy everything, shoot people, kill people, burn things down, destroy property. Uh, But they get off uh, of the charges because the people in charge of those cities agree with their reasoning behind the violence.
1: John, it's nuts. It is, but thank God we've got voices like you, incredible music from people like you. I'm glad that Jason's song is doing so well. I'll be honest with you, I'm not a big country music guy, I love your stuff. I'd never heard a Jason Aldean song before, I'm more of a jazz guy. But, um, but hearing that song and seeing the visuals that weren't racist either, I didn't understand what the controversy was, and I'm so glad that large-voiced African-Americans in this country, black guys, are out there putting out videos, dancing and singing along with that song. I think, I think they're pushing us together, my friend. I, I think the divide yeah. and conquer is going by the wayside because they're making us talk to each other, aren't they?
2: Yeah, I think they've, they've pushed the boundaries so far out. They've gone so far over the line that even people who disagree with each other on, on basically everything... Are finding commonality. One is they're finding commonality in the shared pain that's going on in this nation right now yes. with our economy, with the crime, with the border, with fentanyl, with everything that's happening. Fentanyl. Uh, it doesn't. Fentanyl doesn't care what your politics are. Fentanyl doesn't care what color you are. Fentanyl doesn't care about your income bracket. It just indiscriminately kills everybody, and it's flooding in our borders. I saw that. The state of Arizona is, is 50% of all the fentanyl in the U.S. now is coming through Arizona, Six. which we had Carrie Lake over there right now. It's shutting that border down and saving American lives by doing it, but we don't. So, yes, the shared pain is causing unity in this country amongst people who totally disagree on basically everything, but they're going, yes, we've also had enough of it. So in a, in a ironic sort of a way, Joe, yeah, unity is coming through the shared pain.
1: Just something good is coming out of something that obviously was a negative. John, thanks a million for always making time. And know how busy you are. It's John Rich. Go to JohnRich.com. Go to RedneckRiviera.com. Go and check out his latest song, Progress. It's amazing. John, thank you. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate All right, brother. it. brother. We're back after this. Stay right here.
0: Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pack Show.
1: tell you it's a, one of the best part of my jobs i get well, parts of my job i get to interview people like john rich he's amazing go follow him at john rich on all the social media plus go to johnrich.com and rednickrevere.com we'll have him on again soon what a great guy another big hour of the program coming your way the joe pag show don't touch that dial stay right here
0: this is the joe pag show